Welcome to the Halo Podcast. Halo Podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Halo Podcast. We're a diverse community and we have a diverse program. In this episode, we'll be exploring topics related to addiction, homelessness, confidence and well-being. Let's get started then, shall we? Me, do drama. No chance. I was attending a day rehab for my alcohol addiction. My self-confidence was close to zero. Little did I know this would change my life and give me the tools to rebuild my self-esteem. I recently met up with a fellow community drama enthusiast who I met at Geese Theatre Company. Here's a taster of our conversation. Geese, as a rule, work with prisons in the addiction, mental health sector, homelessness, with the community. Yeah, in the community. Yeah. And I'm right, I think there's a lot of masks involved, is that right? That is the ethos, is mask work. Right. So uh, explain what that means, masks, just for, for people who perhaps don't know. In day-to-day life, we all wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're wearing one as as we talk. We all do, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I'm wearing one, pretending I'm confident and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> when you're terrified, I can yeah. see it in your eyes. Don't worry. When you keep waving that microphone at me. <laughs> but Geese's ethos is to get behind the mask right. and see what makes us really tick. So you take the mask off. Mm. So we can have Mr. Angry Mask. Yeah. And what's making him angry? Yeah. And so they'll ask that question and we'll portray that in the drama. Anyone's welcome, whatever skill level you're at. So what's... We're all working as a team. Yeah, very much so. To build each other's confidence, self-esteem. Yeah. Learning new acting skills. Workshopping, dance workshopping. I know I went through one myself and it nearly killed me. So, um, <laughs> no, I thought you might mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite an experience. Uh, not my favourite part of the drama or the uh, the creative world. No. But I'll give it a go. And and I think that's the thing with community acting, community casting, is that sometimes you just have to give it a go. And it may not be your flavour of things, but sometimes, I mean, you are thinking back to the original wetlands project you were going to be behind the camera there was no way you were coming out in front but you did a really good job and uh, it's looking like there's a possibility you might even become keith in the the main film i know there's two of you up for it so we'll have to we'll have a fight or something to yeah, get that yeah. sorted but it's, it's exciting as you see and i someone who knows you and have seen your confidence grow and that's been exciting for me to see as a friend of yours through acting and and i think that's what community community theatre is all about when, when we get down to it isn't it spot on yeah for me it is I have gone from a shy retiring very timid guy mm. who only become loud when he had a, a, a drink. drink yeah then I was out going show yeah now I can actually have a conversation and perform in front of a group of people or give a speech without any alcohol whatsoever yeah and drama has given me that and i think also um that's another change that i've seen in you is that you're not proud of who you were but your past no longer defines you you're now moving forward but you're not frightened to draw on your past experiences and to use them just for those that will hopefully see the wetlands project keith suffers from an alcohol problem you know that passionately for yourself and so again you start to become Keith I actually look back now on that experience I went through as a alcoholic mm. as a positive thing 
Yes. Because it's made me grow as a person. Mm. The things I have discovered about myself yeah. and the things I can do now. Amazing. Which I thought I needed alcohol for. Yeah. Like going on stage, making a speech, mm. volunteering at the MAC, yeah. volunteering at the crisis, volunteering at Aquarius at the moment. Right. Yeah. That's uh, fantastic. So I'm coming on leaps and bounds. Yeah. But at the very bottom of the root of all this is community drama. Yeah. Community theatre and drama. Yeah. And it's it's got such a power. Shay, it's it's a privilege to talk to you today and you know, as I say, as a friend of yours, it's a privilege to see the way you've grown. And if community theatre has done that for you, then long live community theatre. My self-esteem and confidence has improved dramatically since I began drama. And I would encourage everybody to give it a try. Halo Podcast. You feel nervous and your palms sweat. Your stomach is ties up in knots. The average person ranks the fear of public speaking higher than the fear of death. My name is Len and I am going to interview some people on why they would rather die than speak in public. Hello Shay, thanks for joining me. Why is public speaking such a fear? For me, public speaking and the fear of it dates back to when I was a child. Mm. Standing up in front of a class at school, mm. uh, filled me with dread yeah. and being laughed at, judged. Uh, all them little things, I built up fears about that over the years. Mm. I could not possibly do it. Do you feel anything like that now? I am learning to cope with it. It, It's a nervous nervous complaint then, a nervous problem? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a nervous complaint, it's a lack of self-esteem and self-confidence. Why are people so scared of it? A lack of confidence or self-belief will uh, lead... For me to stand up in front of a microphone... Yeah say two years ago yeah in front of a crowd would have been terrifying yeah and it will still be terrifying now but I can handle that fear you can handle it you can handle it better now than what you could then totally because then I just wouldn't have done it oh I see what you mean you asked me to do this this interview two years ago I would have said no do you know something it's quite good of you to to be able to speak out like such as now because um, you've let you've let your fears go, and your nerves have come down very much now, and you you find it that you can speak out. Still an ongoing work in progress. Still oh, it's still ongoing. And I'm still working on uh, my yeah self confidence, self esteem, but with the help of uh, little drama groups and uh, public speaking groups, I went I went to at the Mac Centre. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning now to little techniques of how to relax. Just off the cuff before I sign off, what is the Mac if you don't mind me asking? The Mac Centre in Edgebaston yes. is a community centre, which community art centre, which does films, drama, yeah. uh, ceramics, pottery, covers every one of the arts and it's open to volunteers and public. So. Anyone who wants to join it is 
do you know it's been a it's been a pleasure having having you on the show. Thanks for speaking to me. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. I don't have a fear of, of public speaking. I love public speaking. Why do you not have a fear of public speaking? I think it's because I come from a, a background of doing a lot of drama and art. Mm. So I've always used it uh, to express myself. And I think as well, it, uh, you can be somebody else yeah. when you're expressing yourself. So yeah. maybe that's why I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Well, s sometimes when I see people up on stage, giving a public speak I think oh I wish I was up there because I feel like as well when you use drama and I think this helps to get over the fear mm. if you express yourself with your hands or yeah. your head or you make a few jokes or you smile at people it helps to diminish any fears you have inside of you yeah and helps you to get the message over much better yeah what experiences have you had with public, with, with public speaking? Um, I've had quite a few uh, experiences. One with Crisis, um, to do with podcasting, which I enjoyed so, so much. Um, I've spoken out for Crisis, uh, homeless people, telling my story, my recovery. Um, when I was younger, um, I used to do a lot of public speaking on dance and drama, um, about, express, about expressing yourself and how to get into certain groups. So yeah, I've had quite a bit of experience. That about the dance, I bet that was, I bet that was uh, very good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant because at the time I'd won quite a lot of competitions, so I was sort of as a, a representative, sorry, of the southwest of England. Yeah. So I felt I had a responsibility yeah. to the younger members, the up and coming dancers, yeah. to give them inspiration to continue with what they're doing, to believe in themselves, and to just project what they're feeling. So yeah, I felt that like quite a big responsibility, but I felt it was great to get up on the stage and to give that inspiration it's lucky that you can do it a good many people can't do it because they seem to freeze or they've got a fear of it yeah um but jolly good to you that, that you can do it thank you and i hope that you keep on being able to do that yes i, I hope so too yeah. yeah thanks for speaking to me it's been very good of you thank well thank you for having me thank you thank you for listening i hope i've made it easier for people that do public speaking Thank you for your time, and goodbye. You're listening to The Halo Podcast. The Halo Podcast. I'm an addict in recovery. It's something I'm starting to find a lot easier to tell people. My theme of my podcasts are about giving people the confidence to speak out about their lives and experiences. Sometimes I find it hard to tell people. My experiences where I've had to introduce myself as an addict has been at places such as voluntary where you've been working with someone for about a week or two weeks and they might ask you, you know, what job do you do or where do you live? So it's kind of been a, a natural way of saying it when you've kind of talked about some other things before that, so that's felt a lot easier. It's also good to look back at the day and think how it's gone. Have I had the confidence to tell someone and without noticing or had the nervous build-up? Once at a voluntary job I was discussing about being an ex-addict and telling someone I'd been a year and two weeks clean of alcohol and a gentleman overheard me and said, that's impressive. It was a really sweet response and also made me feel really proud of myself. By finding the strength and courage to tell people, it may create even more acceptance and understanding with others and make it easier for the next person who is introducing themselves for the first time. It can be a tricky one. 
depending on who I am meeting or being introduced to. I spoke about this issue with my friend Shay. Uh, in the past, I have one springs to mind of the rep theatre for the community drama one, which I mentioned, be mentioned in my podcast. Yeah. Uh, there was hundred community cast, and they're asking me where how I got involved in drama, which is through Geese Theatre, which deals with addiction. Okay. So they'd never heard of Geese Theatre. When they went home, they obviously Googled it. So when they saw me again, they, in my assumption, had me labelled as a, an addict without me even telling them. And I kind of felt a, a standoffishness because they was all from uh, little drama schools here across the city. Uh, but none of them was in the recovery circuit. So I kind of learnt a lesson there that maybe I won't be so forthcoming uh, in the future. Is there um, any situations that you've been in where you've kind of felt like you wanted to say it or is there any reasons why you've not introduced yourself quite as yet just for people that may be um, a little bit worried what people might think about them? I'm always on my guard of who I actually tell. at first meetings because human nature people do jump to assumptions so if I was to meet a uh, a first date someone arranged a blind date once yeah and I asked my friend what do they know about me so I'm told them nothing I was in a quandary of what do I tell that blind date yeah error so I undenied for hours before the night and when we actually got together we had a great chat but I didn't say anything because uh, I got the impression that she would frown upon my addiction and scarper be out that door like a shot. So uh, I text, text later and I didn't get much of a, a a good reply. Okay. So I think my judgment was right. Now, when I when I say I text her later, I text her saying that I was in recovery and explain what recovery meant. Yeah. Because uh, not a lot of people know what recovery is unless you're in the recovery circle. And it, her reply was pretty much of, "Oh, I never knew that." and we didn't take it any further so okay so I guess as give my put me on guard of who I actually tell I'm concerned about people not understanding addiction and I'm hiding it so I should be getting out there and saying yeah I am Shay the recovering addict so there's more awareness of what it is yeah. And the more awareness and understanding that I personally put out there, uh, the more normal it will become. By us telling two types of stories, I think it's really nice. Even ourselves, we've spoken to each other. So this could be a great example to someone that's listening, how yeah, yeah. two different stories can kind of 
come into one and, and we're, you've understood me, I've understood you and hopefully something like this people will find that okay maybe I can go and talk to someone that I'm going to see tonight like the way Lauren Shea have just spoken. Yeah it's good to hear your perspective on it and it's, that's given me a new outlook on it now. Thank you Lauren. Okay have a good day. If you need to contact anyone about addiction, you can go online at recovery.org.uk or visit an NHS website for help and also talk to one another. You're listening to The Halo Podcast. The Halo Podcast. The Halo Podcast. Hi, I'm Andy. I'm a big issue seller. I'm going to tell you my story, so come on board. But hold on tight, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Well, I started 20th September 2013, and by January 2014, I got the Best Newcomer Award. I've worked a number of pitches, including Southside, Great Western Arcade, and the Apple Store in New Street. I've also done a number of specials, including World Book Day, Kidderminster Art Festival, Birmingham Jobs Fair, and even an Arctic Monkeys gig. I've had a number of career highlights, uh, one of which has been when I was working down in Southside uh, near the Hippodrome Theatre in Birmingham. I was working away, it's about three quarters away from my lunchtime shift, and the lady came up to me and says, would you like a free ticket to go and see Fiddler on the Roof? So she went to the bag, got a ticket out, passed it to me, and says, cool, um, come up to the theatre uh, for the performance and I'll see you in there. So I quickly finished off my shift, packed away and went to the theatre to watch the play and it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. Uh, I'll never forget that day and it was one of the things that always sticks in my mind. Another one of my career highlights was when I went down to London to volunteer and help with the start of the Big Issue Night Walk. It was a great event and that was made even greater by the fact that James Bowen and Street Cat Bob were there. I got to meet them both. They prearranged that especially for me because I was coming down all the way from Birmingham. I'd say my biggest highlight of my career so far is just finishing off an afternoon shift on Great Western Arcade. Next thing you know, I see a lady running towards me and she's shouting, stop, stop, he's got my phone. I notice a man in front of her running towards me. He's quite agitated, he's obviously in a hurry. I kind of put two and two together and I realise he's the guy with the phone. So, thinking quite quickly, I get into my karate stance and I throw it to a karate kick to his leg. He stumbles and staggers for a few seconds and then carries on running. I'm stood there watching him running away. Next thing you know, he's halfway down towards the arcade. A number of other people have noticed what's going on and heard the commotion. So they all jump towards him and onto him, uh, start attacking him. So I carry on walking down towards Great Western Arcade. This guy hasn't even got to the arcade. The police were that quick. By the time I got to where they'd managed to hold him down, 
The police were already there and had had him in handcuffs. So we all stood around. Uh, there's more and more police turning up as time goes by. And he's struggling. He's got two police officers, one each side of him, holding him. And he's still trying to struggle and trying to get out the handcuffs and get away. He's going nowhere. It was quite a life-changing experience for me because, because of what I've actually done at that time. The big issue office got a phone call off one of the police inspectors thanking me for my efforts and what I'd done and saying it's a really brave thing to do. Also, I got a feature in the big issue magazine itself about my actions and I was also in numerous newspapers including the Birmingham Mail. Off the back of the publicity in the papers, it was noticed by the BBC media team and they invited me to the studio at the mailbox to do a an interview live on air for Radio WM. So, it's really, really great thing that happened to me, really positive. Well, looking towards the future, I've got some exciting, interesting projects and opportunities coming up. Uh, one of which has been doing some work with Miss Macaroons, which is a great project. Sells macaroons, bait fresh, uh, at a shop on Great Western Arcade and at the end of the day uh, we got to taste the, the macaroons and take them home. I'm also working with a group called Datus, they're a peer mental support group based in Digworth, Birmingham. It's a great team, they do a lot of good work with uh, people who've got complex needs. I'm also going to carry on my role as Ambassador for Big Issue West Midlands. Uh, something I really enjoy doing, working and developing and learning new skills. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to my podcast and find it entertaining. And if it has inspired you to join up as a Big Issue seller or find out some more, say, volunteering with the organisation, you can contact them on their website or you can go down to see them at the office in Birmingham City Centre. You have been listening to the Halo Podcast. On behalf of all our presenters, I hope you have enjoyed it. If you'd like to get involved, email halopodcast at outlook.com. Thank you and goodbye.